0: You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable podcast with Cat John, episode number one hundred and six. 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 G'day, legends! Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable podcast with me, Cat John. I'm an authenticity coach and keynote speaker who is here to help you powerfully manage the thoughts in your head so you can listen to your heart and focus on what truly matters. Here in the podcast, we'll be doing this through real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Hello, Treasures. Before we begin, I'd just like to share that today's episode makes mention of sexual abuse. So this is just a trigger warning to those of you who may feel sensitive to that topic before we begin with the episode. Before we get cracking, I do have some pretty cool news to share with you. And it is that um, the Real Raw Relatable podcast, I found out earlier, oh no, last week, that it has been ranked um, in the top 1% in the world out of over 2.5 million podcasts. Um, That's pretty freaking rad. Uh, I'm doing some work with Tori Archbold. Um, She's got a business attraction program that um, sort of helps you do your own like PR type work and get things schmick online. Um, And she showed me and I was like, that's pretty cool. So I just want to share that with you um, and say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, choosing to share these episodes with the people that you love and the people who you know could do with hearing the message for the day. It really means so much. And at the same time, I'm going to thank myself for actually creating this podcast. Um, I remember the first episode, I think I recorded it nearly nine times and was doing my full fucking face in about it. Uh, and, and then I had to sit myself down and be like, ah, cat. It's called real, raw, relatable, not get the fucking episode perfect, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm really proud. I'm really proud and um, think it's such a, a very great business achievement. And like I said, I just want to say thank you to you, all of you who listen, who continue to listen uh, and, and share. Um, and also I'll thank myself <laughs> for creating it and listening to my truth to create it. Um to help you, to help you manage those thoughts in your head, uh, to feel normal with all of those thoughts in your head and to share the ways that I navigate them. Um, So, yeah, proud moment over here. I'd also just like to share with you that um, I'm experiencing uh, areas of my life where I am losing control um, in a positive sense, in a positive light. Um, I never realized just how much my early childhood experience really set up such a strong control dynamic. And I believe we're, we all work with control in some way, shape or form. Some is very obvious, some is more subtle. And so over my earlier years, that was very obvious in terms of the control and, um, over time, it's like, ooh, there it is again, ooh, there it is again. And we seek to control in order to feel safe. So we may consciously or unconsciously control conversations because where that conversation may be going may feel unsafe because it's more of a deep chat um, it's more of a revealing chat, and so that may feel uncomfortable for your control dynamic. And so, therefore, um, in order to gain control and feel safe, you may either retreat from the conversation or disconnect or totally change the topic. And so that helps you feel um Safe and that helps you to be in control again. But what it actually contributes to is disconnection, very similar to what I spoke about in the Not Just a Highlight Reel um, and Brene Brown's uh, Atlas of the Heart um, on Binge that I had been watching. Really, really, really great watch if you're able to access Binge. I have two very stupid doggies here loving me sickly. Bailey wants all the attention. Daisy kids look at me. They're really cute. They're my favorite people in the world, aren't you? Bailey number one, Daisy number two. You're my king. Um. Anyway, so where this has come up for me is my relationship with control in relation to sex and uh, how I, I still couldn't Believe how much my earlier childhood experience has continues to impact um, today, and I, I often talk about that uh, when people who, you know, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to go back to my past. I don't want to see things from my past." And it's like, "Well, you don't have to actively, but if things are blocking something in your current reality, then let's take a look back at the past and see what's obvious about the past that makes sense in your now." So with my um, early childhood experience where I was not in control of my first sexual experience on the planet, um, it makes sense as to why in my unconscious I made a decision that was like rad. So now it's going to be safe for me. The way that I stay safe because I wasn't safe then is to control how I am, uh, uh, how I how I present myself, how um, I am received by someone. So even though I may not look like I'm in control, I will be in control because I will make the decision as to how I will be, which will then control how they will be. So I'm in control, right? So it's this full. Dynamic going on in unconsciously, self created to keep me safe makes sense. It makes total sense. Now, for a certain period of time, that may have worked, um, that may have served me well. Um, I mean, look, also, too, at the same time, it didn't serve me well because that's, I only put out like the seductress type. So, therefore, you know, uh, being emotionally available to someone or someone being emotionally available to me was just not a thing. Um, But that also was a safety thing. So control, if I can control this then no one can get too close and then they can't hurt me again, blah, there we go, I'm safe. Um, But now in every long-term relationship that I've had, um, I've always gone from the seductress to then don't really want to have sex. And I've shared with you here that I'm on a journey of through self in order to liberate my experience with sex again. And I've done some work over my time with tantra. And it was interesting because I never previously allowed myself to orgasm. And it was a control thing. I didn't want someone to be in control of my body. So I would either fake them or uh, I just was like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. So I would literally cut it all off at the pass or pretend that it happened when it actually didn't happen. And I did some work around that with Tantra and to feel safe in my body and to trust myself and my body and that I won't abandon myself and I won't do things that are against what I truly want to do. So that was some work around that. But I had a really break, big breakthrough with Steve um, the other night where I, I realised, fuck, this control dynamic of either the seductress, which, has now, which is now dead in our relationship, um, and now to the other extreme of like, okay, well, we can do it like this and only like this and that makes it because I have made that up then I'm in control. I could see what was going on and we had having had a, you know, a chat over dinner and it was a really big chat, very honest and both bringing up, you know, big things. And I remember just sitting there and I burst into tears, mainly at the deep grief and sadness that um, I still feel like I need to make these decisions, you know, that uh, I still feel the need to be in control when I'm with someone who is safe, when I'm with someone who loves me, when I'm with someone who shows zero signs of treating me poorly. And it was a really big breakthrough. It was a really big wake-up call. Um, I feel so cracked open as a result. I feel scared. I feel scared because... um, if i'm not in control then will i be safe you know that's a narrative that is still alive inside you know my my mind my unconscious beliefs etc and it's now then developing a relationship with myself that it's okay to be present and it's okay to be fully there and it's okay to enjoy sex and um we are safe and we are safe because you're safe with me. I'm safe with me. I can take care of me, and I won't abandon me, and I won't um, do things that will hurt me or put me in, you know, uh, not harm's way as in physical harm's way, but emo- more emotionally for me. Um, yeah. So you know, I've I've I have unfucked myself, um, and have seen it from another angle. The, uh, belief in the story about control and it's undoing, you know, the thread is undoing. It's like when you've got a knitted jumper or a knitted something and there's a thread and you're like, and it's undoing. Um, it feels good and it also feels scary. It feels right and true and ready. Um, but also like, fuck, Okay. Maybe I get to experience sex and have a relationship with sex where I don't need that same control dynamic anymore, where I feel like I have to put on this or I have to put on that in order to feel okay. Maybe I can just be me. Maybe I can just be me. And that really does heal my inner child, that little girl who was herself, and then something happened, and it's re communicating with her and talking with her. Okay, okay, you can be you again. You can be you again. I'll take care of you. I'll look after you. We can be us again, free to be us. You know, without a uh, a plan or a pl- you know a plan of attack or a mask or a um, something to keep us safe. And like I said. You know, it all—it it is with all good reason, is with all good reason, um, just doesn't serve anymore. So I want to share that with you. Um, as I speak about it, I get greater clarity as well, which is why I feel very comfortable sharing these things. Um, so, yeah, if this has touched you or resonated with you or opened something up in you, um, please reach out. Uh, Or please, you know, see whoever it is that you see to help you move through this, whatever um, old control dynamic may be coming up for you. And you're like, wow, I do want to free myself from this. I'm sure there's another way. Um, Or like I said, please feel free to reach out, even just to be heard. You know, sometimes just acknowledging, shit, I'm in a control dynamic right now and I want to shift it or I'm coming out of one right now. Um, just to feel heard and get it out there can be very uh, healing in itself. So lots of love, legends. Fucking lots of love on this human experience journey. Thank you, Treasures, for listening to today's episode of The Real Raw Relatable Podcast. Uh, I hope it resonated with you and that um, you got something out of it. And if you do feel... um, you know, opened up by this or it's touched, touched you in a way where it's like, oh, that's sensitive. Um, please do reach out or please reach out to someone that you trust and that you love and, um, begin to unpack this with. Don't feel like you're alone. You're never alone. Um, so reach out to your safe spaces, please, 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 um, please pass this episode on to anyone who you know could do with hearing today's message and who may be ready to hear today's message. And also, to my chakra program, Real and Raw, um, one of the chakras is the sacral chakra, the inner child. And it is a big, big, beautiful energy center um, about the inner child and um, really can spark you on a journey of deep, 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 deep healing. It can be painful, can be overwhelming, but it is incredibly beautiful because you start to Have a deeper relationship with yourself and trust yourself. Like I said, that you won't abandon you or um, do things that are against your greatest good. So there are two spaces that remain for real and raw. Um, If you're interested in going on a chakra journey, um, being guided by myself, please reach out. Details are all below. Um, We begin on Wednesday, June 8th. Until next week, take great care. You have my love. You have my best wishes always and peace be with you.